Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Happy Monday? Well, Monday is a... Ha- Hi, how are you? <laughs> Did you have a good weekend? Uh, weekend was good. It was honestly very like uneventful, but I got a lot of stuff done, if that makes sense. I didn't do a lot of things, but I got a lot done around the house. And, and I enjoyed the weather. I loved the weather. Uh, the weather this weekend was dedicated to all those folks who closed their pool on Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you had a good weekend, we are happy to hear that. If you didn't have a great weekend, welcome to the club. I did not. What, what happened this weekend? What's up? Well, as you know, I am a lacrosse guy. And I, anybody who organizes will get this. If you organize events or if you organize minor sports, and that's one of the things that I do. So in addition to, for example, the All Canada Games, which I'm the commissioner of, I am also the commissioner of the United Lacrosse League. And this was opening weekend for the boys. And I put so much effort into putting out an email that explained everything, how to look at the map at the park and interpret that on the actual fields, how we were going to distance everybody when we were handing out the jerseys, because that's a big process. You get a couple hundred kids all showing up at once. You don't want them all in line, jammed together. You want them spread out. So we used four different fields to hand out the jerseys. The amount of fucking people that don't read their emails is mind-blowing cat. Mm-hmm. All of this was laid out. The schedule was there. And all weekend, I had people coming up to me saying, hey, can you tell me what time Cardinal plays Maverick? I don't know. Did you read the email? Oh, you must have read the email because you're here. Oh, you had to have read man. the email because you're here. You didn't scan down to the part where it said schedule right here. You know, yeah. it's mind-boggling how many people don't read their email. There's a lot of people that are not details people they're just not detail oriented they don't take the time to check them out they think uh oh, it's just easier if i ask so that doesn't surprise me when you look at just glance at social media right now glance at facebook you'll see people commenting on articles they'll either ask questions or be like well it's too bad they didn't say this yeah it's in the article nobody wants to read an email scott are you ridiculous <laughs> well i get that there was a lot of information in it but i would think that if i spent money to sign my kid up for something and this is what i've paid for them to participate in When the email comes out that explains everything, I would read the email, i.e., where am I supposed to go? When am I supposed to be there? People were coming up to me all weekend. Uh, Yeah, do we get our jerseys here? No, it says right in the email, you're going to go to the field. And if you check the schedule, it tells you which field to go to. People that showed up late because they didn't read the email or the schedule. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Drives me crazy. But I'm not the only one who deals with that. I mean, if you... uh, are uh, one of the volunteer board members, for example, for minor hockey or minor soccer or minor baseball, you already know exactly what I'm talking about. How many times have you sent out an email thinking you're being proactive, answering all the questions in advance, only for people to not even read the email and come up and ask you anyway? I swear, I'm just going to start sending out a sentence or two and saying, I'll see you at the field when you inevitably come and ask me anyway. Yep. Unbelievable. That's exactly what's going to happen. 
Uh, hey, it's the beginning of the week, full of optimism, and by the end of the week, we'll all just be drained. <laughs> There's a new report out. They call it modeling, but it's really just an educated guess. The University Health Network, Sunnybrook Hospital, and scientists at the U of T are predicting the second wave of COVID-19 will peak in the middle to the end of October. They say we'll be getting over 1,000 cases a day, and by then, hospitalizations will be rapidly climbing. Do you buy that? I thought we had a little more time. I thought it would be a little longer before we uh, really hit the fan here. I, honestly... Okay, so let's talk here in Ontario. Let's just talk. That's what we're doing. We're talking Ontario specific. I figured because so many people were, most people, I know there's some that are anti-maskers that will not wear masks, don't care, whatever. They're getting close with people, more than 10 people at a time. Um, okay, fine. But that said, most of us are doing the right thing. So it just, I'm just trying to figure out how it's possible to get that bad, to have the second wave so bad that it's even called a second wave based on how many people are supposedly doing the right things. Am I off by thinking that? I'm just curious here how that's, how that's even a thing when we're doing all the things we're supposed to be doing, or are we missing something? Uh, You know, it's funny because there's just certain things where it spreads. The anti-maskers, one of their big talking points right now is, well, you know, as soon as the masks became mandatory, it started to spread. It's the masks. They're spreading it. That's not accurate. I mean, the masks bylaws came into effect around the beginning of July. And I think Toronto was one of the last jurisdictions to make the masks mandatory. That was like the 12th, 13th, in and around there of July. We had it down to under 100 new cases a day. Then the bars opened up again in restaurant dining. Then the Labor Day weekend hit a couple weeks after that. Uh, Actually, it was like six weeks after that. And now schools are back in and a lot more people are back to work and the vacations are over and the weather's getting colder and and people are gathering more inside instead of outside. It really was just sort of the perfect storm, but that's just the way the calendar fell. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly why the numbers are going up, if it's really just too many people not following the rules, but it seems like the numbers are really... Really only going up with younger people. And the good news is younger people are best equipped to fight it off as long as they don't have any serious pre-existing conditions. The bad news is they also don't seem to care if they get it. And it's not even on their mind that they could get it and spread it to someone who is more vulnerable. Do you buy any of that argument that really what we should do is just let it spread? But Uh, lock up the older people. They should take hardcore precautions, but everything else should just get back to normal life. Do you think there's any uh, validity to that argument? I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust it fully. And the only reason why I say that is because I've, I've heard so much from people who have had it that I know personally have had it. And they tell me that the symptoms have lingered a lot longer. And I'm talking about healthy people. Like I'm talking Mm -hmm. about healthy people in their thirties and forties that say, Holy crap. Like, I feel like a bag of crap, and I felt this way for a while. It's like a lingering. I still get these lingering feelings. I still feel tired, even though I've now tested back and it's negative, but I still feel like I have some weird lingering uh, symptoms of it. So that part scares me. Like, I don't necessarily want to volunteer for that. Don't like, I don't want to be signed up for that. Uh, Yeah, you know what? You're not saying the wrong thing. My son is the same way. I think most people know that he did have COVID. He caught it, I believe it was on the fourth day in residence at university. Uh, And people do message me all the time asking for an update on him. So I can tell you, yes, he is much better now. And he's gone through his his, uh, quarantine period and he's back to school. But he's still got a lingering cough 
still got it. it. It hasn't gone away. The headaches are gone and he's got his energy level mainly back. But there are some symptoms that do last quite a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as for that, should we just shake hands and say, all right, everybody, you're on your own. Go your separate ways. Let the virus spread. No problem. But we'll take extra care to lock up the most vulnerable, which would be the older people or people with pre-existing conditions. I don't know if that would work or not. Uh, one thing I do know is there's way too many people talking about herd immunity. And nearest I can tell, everybody seems to agree that herd immunity will only work if minimum 70% of the population has caught it and recovered from it. So a lot of people would die in the meantime because 70% of our population is about 26 million. We're not even at 1 million. We would need to increase the number of COVID by 26 times and have every one of those people recover before we could even have a conversation about herd immunity. And that's assuming you can't catch it twice. So I don't know if that's a really valid argument, but, um, well, fuck, I have Facebook too. I can just read all about your opinions later. Yep. (laughs) There's a lot of people who think that anyway. Uh, From the weekend, the politician, he is in Argentina. He has now had to resign after a video session that he thought had ended was broadcast live or continued to broadcast live while he was kissing his girlfriend's bare breasts. Okay. I'm you just, idiot. Let me How just, do you not realize <laughs> that that camera is still on? I'm just confused here. How, okay. The logistics of it all. So, okay. So guys at home, He's at home. Correct. He's doing his little video session. He's on, broadcasting to his constituents on his laptop or computer. Yep. I assume. Anybody who's got a laptop also owns a TV station now, by the way. Anything can broadcast. A cell phone is a TV studio now. So he's doing his thing and he's talking professionally with his folks. And then he decides in that same room where he has that set up, or let's say it's a laptop. Instead of closing down the laptop, he decides to fondle his girl's breasts with his mouth. It was a mouth fondle. A mouth fondling. He mouth fondled her breasts. He He tongue fondled her. Uh-huh. And the nipples yeah. with oh, la, 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 the camera la, la, la. on. Uh huh. Well, like, how dumb are you, though? Like, it, you really know dumb. what? You yeah. should be out anyway because you're stupid. And I don't think you should be leading anybody if you're that dumb. It's true. There's no minimum qualification to be the leader of even a country. There's no minimum set of standards. There's no test you have to pass, no course you have to take. Anybody can lead anywhere at any time. This is a guy who didn't realize that he was broadcasting still while his girlfriend came in. And I don't know if she came in topless or if he took her top off, but he went right to the titties. Gave him a little motorboat while it was all being broadcast on the House Lower Chambers YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Oh, you're so dumb. That guy's so stupid. What an mm-hmm. idiot. And why would you do that? Like, just think about Like, why don't people think? Like, I, I don't, don't understand know. how what brings people to do these things. Like, you want to get it on after your job is done for sure. Yeah, you go do that. But make sure your shit's shut down or leave that room at least. Stupid. Leave the room. Close the lid on your laptop. Don't turn off the lights. There's a million care. different ways this could have been prevented. Honestly, I don't even care if you're meeting, you decided to sit in your bed. And so it ended up that she ended up in the bedroom and like, who knows? But don't like you got to like, don't you're stupid. You should just be gone because you're dumb. Like just because you're stupid. That's the reason. 
Do you know who Joe Montana is? I you Famous know, NFL quarterback? I do know who Joe Montana is, yeah. Okay, good. Did you hear what happened to him this weekend? I didn't hear all the details, but I was horrified at the headline alone uh, about somebody attempting to, I believe right in front of them, take their child. That's right. So someone tried to kidnap Joe Montana's grandchild right out from under his nose. It was 5 o'clock on Saturday. 39-year-old woman walked right into the house that Joe and his wife Jennifer were staying in picked up the baby out of the playpen, and tried to leave. But Joe and Jennifer saw her. They tried to reason with her and de-escalate the situation. When that didn't work, yeah, full-on fight. They say a scuffle ensued, and Jennifer was able to get the baby back. The woman took off. Cops caught her. So Joe sent out a tweet. That's really the reason that this is as big a story as it is. He sent out a tweet that said, thank you to everyone who's reached out. Scary situation. Thankful that everybody is doing well. We appreciate respect for our privacy at this time. And let's hope they get that. But what do you do in that circumstance? I mean, there's certain things in your life that you may see where you just can't believe that that's actually happening. It's a shock factor, right? And that's, I think, what I would be like. If somebody just walked into my house, forget even touching one of my kids. If they just walked into my house, I would be stunned. Yeah. This person walks in as if they're supposed to be there, goes to the playpen, picks up the kid, and tried to leave. I'm amazed they were patient enough to try and reason with her and de-escalate the situation. Because it probably, in my scenario and in most people's scenario, ah, hell no. You get your hands off my kid. Yeah. It wouldn't have ended well for her if that was in my house. But that freaks me out. And you're right. That's It is that shock factor of like... It would take you a moment to be like, is this is this real life? Is this really happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad that everybody's okay in this scenario. Did we find out more about this lady and what her intentions were? Uh, TMZ's got the story. We don't know much about her. We just know that, yes, this did absolutely happen. And we've got Joe's tweet and then just the rough details of how all this worked. It, it's uh, It's fucked up. It's scary. I mean, it, you know, it scares the shit out of me. It scares the shit out of me as a like a parent with little kids and stuff. You already have like a, so much to worry about. And then you think of these you think of these random things that could happen. Right. You always think the worst. I don't know if that's everyone else who's the parent of of kids. And it's newer to me. Right. But I, I always just I'm like, oh, my God, what if this happened? Can't think about that. Don't want to think about that. But then you hear stories like this and you're like shit like this does happen. And that it scares the shit out of me. How do you feel about the, uh, I think I know the answer to this question, and it may have changed from the time you were 20 to the time you hit 30. How do you feel about the sexy Halloween costumes, the ones where it's a simple, everyday, run-of-the-mill thing, and Yandy is the main culprit here, has turned it into a sexy version for Halloween? (laughs) You know what? I still go back to Mean Girls. Because I am that millennial that will go back to Mean Girls every time. And what they talk about in Hall- uh, at Halloween is simply Halloween is an excuse for young women especially to dress in the slutty, most provocative way they can think of without being judged. And that's definitely Halloween has that has that over hanging over it of like you can get away with it because it's Halloween. It's OK. You dress like that any other time. You are a big old whore bag. You dress like a sexy mouse, dress like a sexy mouse on Halloween. Cute, right? So cute. Look at your little rat tail. Adorable. So, yeah, I mean, it is, that is what it is. It doesn't surprise me that it's still a thing. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it.
Sure, it's one night a year. One night a year is fine. Uh, Yandy's done some really ridiculous ones. I, I think the worst I've ever seen as far as sexy costumes were concerned was Sexy Ralphie from A Christmas Story. No. Where it was <laughs> basically just a cowboy hat and a bikini and a Red Rider BB gun. Yes. And I thought, what the fuck are we it's doing so here? It's stupid, right? Like, it's just, they think of the stupidest shit. I'm Ralphie from A Christmas Story. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's so dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. They have announced, though, and we I didn't think that Yandy had any boundaries or limits, but they say there will not be a 2020 sexy coronavirus costume. Aww. They say there's nothing sexy about COVID-19, <laughs> although I'm sure they probably could have sold a lot of that costume at roughly 80 bucks US a pop. Yeah. Nothing sexy about coronavirus. Okay, I mean, sure, I think we can all agree on that. But there was also nothing sexy about the sexy Tiger King costume. And here we are. Here we That's are. actually one of their big sellers this year. It's just a, a, a tiger-striped bathing suit with fishnets and, and ears. Mm-hmm. 80 bucks. You can make that at home. Yeah. No, God. So you mentioned the price. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And 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 kids' costumes too. Like I'll put out like, okay, yeah, sexy costumes because there's little little to them, and I purchased them before. Okay, so for example, I've got like a. Se- <laughs> You're gonna laugh at me. Just hold your judgment, Scott. But right. for example, I still have, and it's packaging at home, a sexy monster costume. Okay, so shut up. Um, so you have a sexy monster costume. Sexy purple monster. <laughs> you slut. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's I'm true. a sexy okay. monster. So Look. Rawr. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. It's scary how sexy it is. Fuck. I'm going to scare the come right at. No. Okay. <laughs> Stop. I'm trying. That to... was too far. I know. That was too far. Listen. It's uncensored, but God damn it. Come on. I know. So it's dumb, but okay. So for example, I will tell you, I will explain to you what this um, costume packaging entails. Okay. You get uh, (laughs) a fuzzy, a fuzzy purple, um, like hood hat thing. Okay. Um, That, that goes on your head and it's just got these big old eyeballs and it's purple and this little jaggedy teeth thing. So, It's almost like a kid's, like a cute kid's winter winter hat, okay? But it's a okay. purple monster. You get purple fishnet stockings, okay? Uh-huh. So think about the price. Add it up in your head. And you get these black gloves. Don't ask me why a monster needs to wear these black gloves. Um, they're, your fingers can go through them, though, kind of thing. Mesh gloves, too. And what was the other? There was something else in the package, but it was very small. I think it was sixty nine ninety nine for that sixty nine for a hat and fishnet stockings, basically. <sighs> dumb, right? It's totally so dumb. stupid. Uh, but here we are. Here we are. You know what, though? I mean, I get that if you're really into Halloween or you're just really into the party scene, that this is a good opportunity to wear something like that out. So uh, maybe that's good value for you. Me, would I need like a 
sexy monster costume? No, probably not. But I'm also not into Halloween, so I, I guess I can't really judge too much. It just seems like a lot of money for something you could do at home. You're absolutely right. No, you're bad. Then again, on. I eat at restaurants all the time when I'm perfectly capable yes. of cooking. So See? we'll all have our things, right? And if you don't if you don't feel like DIYing your costume, you just get you just go to Spirit Halloween. Shout out to Spirit, because they've been around for many years and they usually take over all the locations where businesses have shut down. So shout out to you, Spirit Halloween, popping up at all the old businesses. Um, and and every year people will flock to it still and they'll get it. Like even like and I'll throw kids' costumes in there too. Kids' costumes are ridiculously expensive too, and they, they are nothing. You get nothing with it. You get some stupid shit you could have put together at the dollar store, but it's the convenience of being all in one package and the and going into the store and feeling the spirit of Halloween. Now, what the sales are going to be like this year? Super curious because I don't know about you, but because I'm not going to any Halloween parties necessarily. I mean, you and I use like around here where we work, by the way, they fucking love Halloween. Mm-hmm. And Scott and I learned our lesson the hard way. Because they had a Halloween party and Scott and I thought there's no way that they're going to dress up to the nines, everybody. So that's fine. I brought some cat ears. You did nothing at all. Because I hate Halloween. We walked into the boardroom. Everybody was dressed to the nines. I mean, holy shit. There was a contest. We obviously didn't even bother trying to qualify for the contest. We were the odd people out. So anyway, the good news for us is that's not happening this year. Um but I learned to now going forward, if we do have Halloween parties, actually, I'm yeah, sick that day to dress and Scott will be <laughs> sick. Yeah, that's exactly how it'll have to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply work um let me give you a scenario you tell me how you get out of this scenario okay guy and a girl decided they wanted to experiment in the bedroom mm-hmm. so she slapped some handcuffs on i'm like ha fucker i'm gonna cuff you up and have my way with you here we go didn't think to double check that she had the keys oh so now you've got a guy Nude, handcuffed, can't get out. Uh Just handcuffs and a raging pecker. (laughs) And then she realizes, fuck, I don't have the keys. What do you do in that scenario, Kat? What do you do? It's very romantic. What you do is you try to reenact the Titanic when Jack was stuck below deck and Rose had to go find an axe. And then Mm -hmm. you and then you attempt to hack it open with an axe. Right. Is that the right answer? Well, that doesn't get the handcuffs off. It just gets them uh, uh, not connected together. You've still got these handcuffs on your hands. Oh, man. I think desperate times, too, right? Like, I'd do bobby pins. I'd try any gid- anything I had in my house, basically. I would try to open those. I think we can all agree, though, the last resort is having to phone the emergency yeah. services because you wanted to fuck around in the bedroom and ended up with handcuffs on and yeah. lost the key. Nobody wants to have to do that, but you know people have done it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, a guy in England had to be rescued by police and fire after his girlfriend lost the key to their erotic handcuffs. He ended up cuffed. Couldn't do anything. 
You need to really trust somebody that you're hooking up with when they say, let's pull out the handcuffs. You need to ask yourself, do I trust this person implicitly? Because it's not just the fact that the handcuffs may be stuck on you because they lost the key, because the key broke. There's a lot of reasons that you could end up stuck in those handcuffs. But what if there's other stuff? What if they lost the key and you've got to pee? Then you've got to rely on your fucking girlfriend to hold a bucket while you take a piss waiting for emergency services to show up. It's a lot of things that can go wrong here. Putting the cuffs on, you think you'd ask the question. I mean... Role reversal here. Somebody says they're going to cuff you. Your girlfriend says she's going to cuff you. You is not that the that'd be the first thing I ask. Like, okay, where are the keys though? Just so we know. Great. Yeah, the keys Take are here. The they keys, work. Fabulous. Put them somewhere where we can both see them, and they will not go out of our sight. Because the last thing you want to happen is to be standing there with a fucking bone, and the fire department shows up. Because she lost the keys, or he lost the keys to the handcuffs. It's simple, newbie. God. Holy rookie shit. shit. That's rookie shit. <laughs> it's rookie shit. I agree with you. That's a great term, by the way. Finally, uh, do you have the number for the guy that does Donald Trump's taxes? Because I want to hire this guy to do mine. No kidding. Like, this is messed up. If it's true, and I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I'm very skeptical about this story. But here's the story. Donald Trump reportedly paid zero income taxes at all in 10 of the last 15 years. This is a story from the New York Times who does not like Donald Trump. They say he only paid $750 in 2016, then another $750 in 2017. Uh, Trump says that's fake news. I think probably the truth is somewhere in the middle here, though. Mm -hmm. Number one, I find it very, very suspect that after four years of trying to get this man to release his taxes, they came up with his taxes. We got him the day after he appointed a nominee for the Supreme Court. The day after. Right in the middle of an election campaign. Four years later, finally got him. Just in time for the election. The, the timing on this is very suspect. And whether or not they've had them for a while and chose not to release them until the right time, or somebody at the IRS said, fuck this, I don't like that guy, let's try and get rid of him, and leak them that way, something sinister right. went on here. Because right. the timing is just too convenient. Before an ele- And that's the thing, before an election you hear all kinds of things. Before he was elected the first time around, that's when the grabber by the pee thing all came to light, too. And that tape had been around for a very yeah. long time. So, I mean, it's obviously very strategic to me. Yes, it could be an attack. But the question is, is, is it the truth? And to me, it matters more. Not that it matters to me generally, because I'm not voting um, in this election. But it matters what's true. Well, as I look at this here, it says that Trump paid uh, $750 in income taxes in 2017. So that was when he was president. For those who don't know, Donald Trump does not take a salary to be president of the United States. He could make like 200 grand a year or whatever it is that the president makes. He's chosen uh, because they can't not pay you for doing the job. So he said, fine, take my paycheck and every check donated to a different charity across America. So he doesn't get paid to do it. If he didn't make any money, it makes sense that he doesn't pay any taxes. So there's that. 
Also, when you're president, all of your money and assets and investments and everything has to go into a blind trust. That means you appoint someone else to look after your financial affairs because when you're president, they don't want you changing laws and things like that to suit your own business. So presumably his stuff is in a blind trust. The 2017 thing makes sense. The 2016 taxes, they say he only paid $750 there. Even that one, I can almost kind of buy because if you'll recall, he financed his whole campaign. Was that a business expense? I don't know how he was able to write off campaign expenses as a business expense, but I don't have a lot of trouble believing that he spent more than he made. In the previous years, the only way I know of that you can get away with paying no taxes at all is if your expenses exceeded your income and you lost money. Usually, people make money. They just come up with a whole bunch of expenses to lower their tax burden. People do it all the time. That's why they say a good tax person is worth every penny. Right. But that's a hell of a lot of expenses to get that kind of money down to zero. Is that enough to have some kind of an investigation of some kind? Or what's going to come of this? Like, what comes of this? Are they just hoping, whoever leaked it, hoping that people will, or less people will vote for Trump? I mean, what is the end game here? Well, I think the the point is they leaked it and then instantly everybody was on the same page. This seems like a a concerted effort to go after him because everybody started with the same talking point and the same uh, comparison. Donald Trump paid less in taxes than you did. Here's a billionaire that paid $750 while the average person paid, I don't know, 20000 You know, they're all on that already, and they were very organized in that effort, which eh, makes me a little skeptical about this particular release and the timing of it. But right. whatever, if it's legit and it did just come out yesterday, a coincidence, but okay, I'll run with it. I'll, I'll say, okay, fine. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. The only real consequence here is uh, tax evasion, and he would have to be audited by the Internal Revenue Service, and the IRS can prosecute you for tax evasion. Now, Trump's been saying that he's been under audit for four years, and I never understood that. How can you be under audit for four years? Well, it might make sense then. This kind of makes sense. If this guy paid $750 in taxes as a billionaire, it kind of makes sense that they're auditing the shit out of him, trying to find out where all the money went or to find out if all these expenses are legit. Mm -hmm. So I suppose, I mean, there could be a prosecution there if he did something nefarious. But the, the fact that he paid that little tells me he didn't make any money. And if he, if this is all in the up and up and he really didn't make any money, I don't understand how this guy's still in business. Like, he owns his own 737 plane. You can see that Trump plane parked at LaGuardia in New York just about any time you land. Yeah. He's got Trump Tower. He's got all these assets around the world. I'm wondering if it's more like a little bit of a, a house of cards. Like, if one asset goes, then they all go. If one business is owned by a holding company and it's financing all the rest of them. Yeah. I suppose there's a possibility there. I, I just think it's very, very suspicious i think there's more to the story here like i said the only way to pay nothing or to pay that little is if you didn't make any money taxes are you pay based on how much you make well uh, that's a very small tax burden that he has taken on here so we'll see what comes of that um when it comes to canada and taxes did you see the video of pierre polyev He's the opposition finance critic in Ottawa. Pretty smart guy when it comes to the economy. Take a look on his Twitter if you want to see it, everybody. Pierre Polyev. 
He put out a video from him in the House of Commons the other day where he did the math and crunched the numbers. And when you calculate how much money got spent on COVID-19 so far, it works out to about $40,000 per Canadian. Right, right. And his question was very simple. How is it possible that you that we spend $40,000 on average per person? Did you get $40,000 yourself? Because mm-hmm. that's how much you spent on it. It's an interesting take, and it's got a lot of people arguing about whether or not government debt is actually the people's debt or the people's debt is the government's debt. So uh, check it out if you're interested. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, some of it that's totally legit. There's some of it where I thought, that's eh, a bit of a stretch, but either way, it's there if you want to see it. I'm just doing my morning check to see if Christine Elliott has tweeted. Every morning around 9 a.m. I get a little uh, anxiety waiting for that tweet to come out. I know. Um, Yeah, I mean, we nearly hit 500 yesterday in Ontario. Um, I'd imagine at some point this week, if not today, we might hit the 500 mark. Uh, the question is, what will be done about it um, through the week? I guess they're taking it day by day. Like, what are they waiting for? <laughs> Dr. Teresa, yeah, what are we waiting for? Are we going to a lockdown? Because I don't want a lockdown. I don't I, I, want The a last lockdown. thing we need is a I lockdown. I don't think a lockdown is, is right. I don't think a lockdown is right. I think that they've already made some changes, and we didn't even get a chance to talk about it, right? Because it happened after the podcast was over on Friday. Yeah, um, restaurants are now closed as of... They can't serve alcohol after 11 o'clock and booze has to be off the table after right. midnight and the strip clubs are closed. So, I mean, yeah, those are all steps that, that are, I think, in the right direction. We could, I, I don't know. I'm sure that they're going to, like, take small baby steps. I don't see a lockdown being happening at least anytime soon. Uh, but, man, I'm curious to see what the week brings. Okay. Sure. I hear what you're saying and I tend to agree. I don't think there's going to be a full-blown lockdown again either. But what about the schools? Yeah, Do you think the yeah. schools are going to stay with in-class learning for much longer? Because the general consensus seems to be, and it's all speculation. Nobody knows for sure. But the speculation is schools might make it to Thanksgiving. But similar to how it ended last year at March break, everybody went home and stayed home. There's a lot of people who think that this year, Thanksgiving is going to be like March break. You're going to leave for the Thanksgiving holiday and you're not going back till probably after Christmas. I think I could kind of see that happening. The TDSB closed an entire school because of an outbreak. It's closed for a week for a deep clean. They can't have that keep happening. It's a lot of unpredictability and inconsistency. Uh, do you think schools are going to shut down? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, they, they might. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning, I thought I think there's only a matter of time, but it sucks. It's not what I want. It's not necessarily what I want. I understand. Like, I feel for the kids and the, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks for the kids. It sucks for the parents. Kids need that socialization and they need things. But the way that it's set up, it's so hard to enforce what you need to enforce it's like impossible with kids i mean but that said i went to a public park over the weekend i drove by because i was thinking about going there and kids like people were on top of each other yeah basically and that wasn't even school so i think shit's gonna happen here and there um is school a big part of it maybe uh i don't want to see it close i don't i don't want to see school end i know friday afternoon uh it was around four o'clock maybe four thirty. i was in oakville I had to wade through a group of 12 teenagers outside of Tim Hortons on Trafalgar just to get in the front door. They were all just hanging out outside on their bikes and drinking ice caps and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that at school they were cohorted. 
But the cohorts kind of go out the window when the they bell do. rings, doesn't it? They, the whole thing, the, the cohort thing, I'm not sure how, how that really works. Because, I mean, we've mentioned before, too, siblings. You know, you have a kid in grade uh, four and a kid in grade uh, six at the same school who are in each other's cohort. Well, they're siblings. They're, gonna, they're technically in each other's bubble. Obviously, we know that. And though there's other siblings that are in each other's bubbles. So I, I don't, it's not the perfect solution. I'm not saying that I know what the perfect solution is to make sure that school continues on. And, and hopefully we can have it continue on. But I think that there's either two ways to go. You either shut it down and sure some people are going to be upset and that sucks. Or you keep it going and expect fully that every now and again you're going to have to shut down classes and shut down schools for deep cleaning and start back up again in two weeks. And hopefully enough schooling happens in that time where there's some normalcy for families and for kids alike throughout this school year that we're having. I, I don't know. I, I don't know which way is the best way to go. And on that, we will say thank you, everybody. You have yourselves a good one. If you're thinking about fucking around in the bedroom tonight and you're going to pull out the handcuffs or restraints of any kind, please double check that you've got the key first.